Hey guys, welcome back to the Off Our Meds podcast, a podcast for and about mental health. Today we have a special guest due to the coronavirus outbreak. Me and our new host will discuss the Rosenhan experiment and explore what life would be like if my name were Kevin. We also spend some time critiquing some exquisite literature. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Off Our Meds Podcast for daily updates on the status of the coronavirus epidemic. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Have you ever been tested for strep throat? Um, no, but I'd rather not. Jeez. I don't want to hear they what They take like. a, like a swab and they kind of shove it down the back of your throat yeah. and like, you know, whisk yeah, around dry. in there. <laughs> yeah. The Off Our Meds Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of the Off Our Meds Podcast. Last week we were in a new place on our way to California (laughs) in our bus. (laughs) And this week we have a special guest. Hey guys, um... It's me, Bobby. Yes. I'm always behind. You've heard me a couple times, but I'm making my claim to fame here yeah. hopping in front of the or behind the microphone now we had to bring him in slowly you know yeah. we got we got the little teaser with yeah. the whole pretzel wheel incident <laughs> and whatnot i got a lot of and positive comments towards that so i just <laughs> took lauren's job that's good, uh, that's good. <laughs> sorry um, i'm glad people received it well and right. didn't stop maybe. listening <laughs> maybe they did it's not time for a, a woman podcast host no, just yet. No, 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 not no, yet. no, no, no. In four years, <laughs> no. perhaps. In reality, she did actually contract the coronavirus. Yes. So I think she's bedridden. Um, I just sealed off her door. I haven't seen her in I mean, a week. That's all you need to do. Yeah. It's supposed to just go away. It'll go over. Yeah, it'll blow over yeah, soon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Hope but she brought water in there. Real talk. It's definitely going to be... I don't know. Oh, I th- we might all I, die from it. Yeah, definitely. But I think we'll be fine. You know. Yeah, I'm sure. Like It'll... it's it's gonna make its way here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think there is already a case in Maryland, yeah. actually, yeah. or a few. There's a couple in uh, M- Montgomery County. Someone told me Ellicott City at the gym what? the other day. Yeah, he said he used to go to the gym in Ellicott City. He had to come over here. Wait, someone at the gym? Yeah. Very weird. Never, no one's ever come like up to a, me in the gym before and was talking to me. This guy just came up and was like, "You guys heard about Ellicott City? Yeah, two cases." <laughs> He's like, "I had to switch gyms. Come over here." Oh my! I was God. like, "Bro, stay over there. I'm not sure. <laughs> you might so have something weird." But yeah, I mean, you and me talked beforehand. America can't handle a big pandemic virus. Oh no! Because we were just talking. I mean, the places that I've worked at, your boss is like, "I don't give a." fuck if you're sick you're yeah. you're coming in yeah <laughs> we need you right and they're like even if they're like okay fine stay home they're gonna you know they're talking shit about you yeah they're saying oh he's so hung over this yeah. fucking lazy piece right. of shit he called out two times yeah right already. exactly <laughs> like, and i know like i've had people at work call out and i like the manager will come to me as if i give a shit and he'll rant like oh can you believe this person called out the night before and i'm like dude like that's how being yeah, sick works. What do you like, expect it, them? Like the fucking swine flu didn't call me a week in advance right. to be like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. I'm coming. Yeah, infect your ass. Like, I mean, even then, he'd probably still complain. Oh, you won't be sick in a week. Exactly. <laughs> how do you yeah, know that? Fine. Yeah. But yeah, I just think, uh, I think this time, and we were talking about this too. It's just, I think people are t- 
not caring about it as much like lauren thinks it'll just blow over i'm sure it will but i don't know i'm the type to plan for the worst case scenario and then you know then let's see how it goes but personally i think it's a bunch of ass and (laughs) i think i don't from what i know coronavirus is just like the common cold okay but if but let's say I don't it know was, the numbers, let's maybe say it, it was killing like a bunch of people, then you'd be concerned. Or yeah, if okay. it were some like like disease where if you get it, you have like a fifty percent chance of survival. Yeah, like some just terrible shit. I would definitely like not leave mm-hmm. my house. Right, but I don't think the coronavirus is anything too weird. I think it's a big. I think it's blown way out of proportion. It's a whole like yeah. media thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just what the media does. Yeah, Hurricanes and viruses. That's yeah, their, right. that's that's their, their thing. thing. That's their thing. <laughs> and like yeah, the same... I, I would be concerned. I like. I feel like in the future, there's going to be a virus that comes around and like kills a bunch of people. That is and possible. I think a lot of people are going to be like, ah, it's fine. It's like yeah. the rest of them. <laughs> like the Black Plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just starts back Now up. that shit is something else. <laughs> but even like still, how many... Like, how many people did that kill? Like, a lot of Europe, right? Like, a percentage, like, percentage-wise. Oh. I don't, like, my point is, some people lived. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there are still humans. So, that even wasn't that bad. Yeah. But, I don't know, though. Like, have you seen, like, the tombs of, like, the The black, like, the underground in, like, um, I want to say france i've seen the catacombs in france yeah 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 isn't wasn't that like mainly oh, okay black plague i didn't know that was black plague I mean, but... it might not maybe i'm okay. talking out of my ass but i know <laughs> in some like european countries they have like an underground like catacombs yeah yeah so it must be that for Probably. like pe- all the people that died in the black plague okay. and that shit is like it's that kind of puts it into perspective yeah. like that's yeah that's a lot of fucking dead people yeah at the same time. Like, they didn't know what the hell to do with them. Right. They were just, like, leaving them in the street. Yeah. So that's why I'm always, like, plan for the worst. Let's let them find a vaccine. And, and that's that's the other thing. Like, why aren't you... I get it. There's a lot that goes into research and development of a vaccine, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But if it's that big of a deal, why don't you just... Like, I mean, how long can that take if you really put, yeah, right. you put your mind to it? Yeah. You know? Maybe some people just don't want to invest in it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's the government. They know Maybe. what to do. They know that they just have to make a vaccine hey, and they'll be fine. Getting out but of they control. don't give a fuck. They're just <laughs> going for it. I saw a meme that was like uh, all these millennials th- asking that they want to die, making jokes. Oh. Now the coronavirus <laughs> comes out, everyone's scared. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny. Hey, I'm man. surprised I don't see everyone. I'm in that BBC. club. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> just licking I make those jokes all the time, but uh, no, sir. No <laughs> you don't catch me with that corona. <laughs> all right. I think we should just is get it into time? it. I think it's uh I think it's a pretty big uh, experiment. We don't want to. Uh, we could ramble for endlessly. Exactly. So I think we should just get onto it early. Yes. So this week we're doing. We're back to doing an experiment. Are we? We're just sure. alternating now. Yeah. I guess. So I think you guys touched on it before, but yeah, we're gonna go some type of mental disorder one day. Next week we're gonna do a study and then back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. You guys can you know hit us up, see if you like that type of method. But I think 
it it allows you guys to know exactly what's coming. Yeah. That's my thought process of it. You I'm know. digging it so far. Yeah. So far. This is like the second week we've done it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm digging it. Yep. And then you get, if you guys don't like the experiment videos, then you can just watch the one every two weeks or, yeah. you know, other way around. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, Eddie, what study have we chosen this time? We have chosen David Rosenhan's Rosen. What was the consensus? Rosen, yeah. Rosenhan. <laughs> I think you got Rosenhan. it. Rosenhan. What is that? Is um, that Germanic? German. I don't know anything about <laughs> like I know some Latin. You know that's some a, Latin. <laughs> that's about it. E pluribus unum. That's what I don't know what it means, but I know Latin. <laughs> All right. Um, give the uh, the people out there a brief uh, description of an overview, if okay. you will. So uh, this David Rosenhan, Rosenhan. I forgot what I said, but anyway, David R. <laughs> he was a. Uh, Stanford University professor who conducted this study in the nineteen in nineteen seventy three, mm-hmm. and so basically the aim of this study was to determine whether or not sane and insane patients could be distinguished in a psychiatric hospital. Hold on, you said nineteen seventy three. Yes, oh, that's okay. what this. I could be wrong. I see nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy two. Okay, in the late late 60s to <laughs> rather early 70s. early 70s late 60s <laughs> he did this experiment there were eight participants he was one of them oh um, i i see the discrepancy the experiment took place 1969 1972 the report was released oh, in 1973 okay. so it was published yeah okay that makes sense that there makes sense all right so there were eight participants um one grad student and the others were more like usually in healthcare fields there was a couple of like random like lay people, if you will, mm-hmm. that took part. Um, but all of these participants assumed pseudonyms and those who were in the healthcare industry uh, said they had a different jobs to as to like not raise suspicion, but everything else was kept the same. Like they, they told like their life story when they were asked and being interviewed by mm-hmm. the people, by the staff at the hospital, they told them like their actual life right. so that they would come off as, quote sane right what would um, um what would your pseudonym be ooh, if you had to pick I one i like this question <laughs> um, have you ever thought about that if you if you had to die and like you like gotten into it with the government you had to ooh, fake your death and go as a different ooh, name it would be something weird something like weird something not something too weird but some you know something like ooh, i haven't heard that in a while <laughs> but i because sometimes i'll hear a name and i'll be like i really like that name yeah. but i never remember yeah. like what I can't think of anything right now. I would go, I think I would go something like Phoenix or something Ooh, like that. Something like, like, whoa. That's different. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you don't want to stick out. Right, if you're in witness protection, yeah. that's probably not the goal. <laughs> but who knows? Phoenix, what's a last name? Phoenix Smith. I think that's who I oh, would go Oh, God. By. Smith. I could not do Smith. You no offense Smith to all of the Smiths out there, Damn. which I'm sure there it's are It's like plenty. the most common name. Last name, I think. Yeah, but if you're going to have a name like Phoenix. Hey, man, you got a little bit wild. Your last name has you to know, be party like. Party in the front, business in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then your middle name could be something like Meredith. <laughs> God, I would not want to have that name. No, no. <laughs> For those of you wondering at home, my middle name is Meredith. <laughs> 
Or is, anyway, <laughs> do you, would you have a, a pseudonym though? Any any ideas? Um, anything that's not my current name. Oh damn! So you I wouldn't would go. Say, you wouldn't go the fifth again. I like the name Kevin. Kevin, which is kind of generic. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I've never met a shitty Kevin. You know. Yeah. All like, cool Kevins out there. Yeah. Shout out. Like if I <laughs> if I had to rename myself, it'd be Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Last name and Phoenix. Care. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry, we're getting way off track. Um, back to it. So these eight participants, and I think you mentioned this, but one of the participants was the researcher yes. Rosenhan himself. So they go into these psychiatric institutions, and like you said, they're giving their main backstory of their. This isn't made actual, up. Yeah, their actual yeah. backstory. They switch jobs if they're in the. Uh, what is it? Health field, yeah. healthcare industry. But the one thing that they did change is that they say they hear voices sometimes. Yes. Now, the voices that he told them to say is that they hear the word empty and the word hollow. And also thud. Oh, it was the third one. Okay. Thud as well. <laughs> Which is kind of random. But. Yeah, that is a little random. Because I know the, they said empty and hollow to be like they feel like their life is empty or their life is hollow. Yeah, that's like what symbolic. Yeah, they want the 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 doctors of these institutions to connect the dots there yeah. for them. They're basically so, like, I don't know, that seems kind of like a softball. Yeah. Like, I feel like he could have tried a little harder. But I guess right. he wanted it to be like a consistent yeah. diagnosis well, across it's, patients. It's crazy that you say that because what it says here is that these patients went in and they didn't believe that they would be admitted into these institutions at all or not really? as easily as they really were. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, they never, like... None of these... Oh, I don't... Did we mention there were 12 different hospitals that were used? Oh. If we didn't, there were 12. Yeah. And, like, yeah, across, as he said, none of them had an issue. Across the, the country, the U.S., yeah. United States. Yeah. So I believe in five example. specific states. I don't think they were listed. And... I lost my place. <laughs> okay, so, yes. So, the symptoms were chosen to imitate, I guess, in uh, Rosenhan's mind, it was, like, uh, to symbolize, like, an existential crisis or something. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's, like, the explanation of the emptiness stuff. Yes. And so, but as soon as the patients were admitted, which they all were easily, they were instructed to stop reporting any symptoms yes. and just act as they normally would in like their life. Yep. And I've also saw he instructed some of them to take notes of the institution yeah. while they were inside institution. Now, what happened was instead of these nurses and these doctors being like, oh, they're acting normal. Maybe we should reevaluate them. What the patients saw is that they just were grouped in and they are now insane yeah. to these doctors and nurses there there's no every behavior that they do is now seen as insane yeah and i'll give you an example of that the one lady she was taking notes for rosenhan himself, mm -hmm. for rosenhan's experiment uh the doctor took note of the patient taking these taking notes it. and she listed patient engages in writing behavior 
<laughs> Wild. <laughs> what a pathological. And so this is a this is a quote from the uh, from the experiment that Rosenhan collected. Given that the patient is in the hospital, he must be psychologically disturbed. And given that he is a disturbed conscious writing must be a behavioral manifestation of that disturbance okay. perhaps a subset of the compulsive behaviors that are sometimes correlated with schizophrenia so what he's trying to do here is connect the dots oh because they're writing and we know he's insane whatever he's doing we can connect that to his disorder yeah and that's kind of like a common theme is any like a totally normal behavior can be spun like it can be spun as something like a symptom if you know that that person is in a psychiatric setting and they're there as a patient. So right. basically all the patients, whatever they do, the examiners are looking at it through the lens of someone who is mentally ill. Right. After learning this and really researching it, I mean, I've seen myself do that with my own girlfriend, Lauren, just being yeah. like when, you know, we got her diagnosed as with depression and anxiety. I can kind of pick up when she's anxious but yeah maybe sometimes she likes to you know constantly shake her leg mm-hmm. you know i think that is a common thing but yeah sometimes i see her do it and i'm like why are you anxious right you know that's funny my uh <laughs> one day my sister was like with me and i like was shaking my leg because i like just drank a fucking cup of coffee or yeah. something and she was like "Ooh, anxious king <laughs> like, i'm really not anxious these like, kids I'm just, these days I'm just restless oh sometimes. did you <laughs> Did you hear the uh, the news report? Bill Clinton said he got his uh, his dick sucked from Mount Clinton yeah. because he had a bunch of anxiety. And <laughs> what? When did he say this? Yeah, uh, he reported just the just like last week. Yeah. Oh my god. So he, he probably saw that it was like, uh, oh, mental health's really big out right. here. <laughs> oh Whole time I had anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> Wow, nice cover 20 right. years later. <laughs> Way to go, Bill. He's still at it. Right. <laughs> Give it up. All right. Yeah, so I mean, I've definitely had anxiety, but I don't think that I am diagnosed with yeah. an anxious disorder, an anxiety disorder, right. personally. It's like, a, like a frequently recurring thing. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. But you're like, you're right. When I drink too much coffee, yeah, yeah. sometimes... I'm like looking over my shoulder a little right. bit. Right, a little you know? bit, yes. But <laughs> yeah. I shake my legs sometimes, and I don't think twice. Lauren doesn't think twice mm-hmm. because no one has that, I guess, label on them that they have anxiety. Right. But when I see Lauren do it, oh, she must be anxious about something. Something's right. stressing her out. That is true because, like, ever since I've been studying psych, mm-hmm. I do look at things differently. Like, I, I. Like in the past, if I saw someone biting their nails, for example, that's one that I always notice now. Yeah. I used to do it all the time and I, it was probably anxiety related, but even it wasn't always like, it was just kind of something like a boredom thing, like just something to occupy time. But now when I see it, I'm like, oh, that person's like nervous. And I, like, I, like all the time I just immediately go to that. Yeah. Or maybe they're just... Like their fingernails are yeah. long and they just exactly. want to fight them, you know? Exactly. But <laughs> sometimes they're just like rough and I just want to like bite them, yeah. like file them with my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I can definitely understand where these nurses specifically are coming from. They're going to a job where they're harboring these 
you know, individuals that are supposed to be there because they're insane or yeah. mentally disturbed. Obviously, anything they do, you're going to be like, oh, they're just doing that because they're, you know, yeah, mentally disturbed. disturbed or Even something. if it is just a reasonable, you know, thing that normal well, if, people do. Right. If you're in a boring ass hospital, like, right. I mean, why not write, you know? And you don't like, have the best they... roommates. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't relate with these people. Like, could you ima- Could you imagine being in there and having like a, like an OCD roommate? Ooh, like we would clean that whole like, bit, <laughs> but like ten times, like yeah, physically. like like you and me have definitely um, you know, gone on vacation and shared rooms together. Oh yeah, and you and me both like a clean room, but right. neither but one we're of not us actually are OCD. Could you imagine having a roommate yeah. that is actually yeah. OCD? <laughs> that would definitely you would be walking on eggshells a bit. I right. guys. <laughs> but then you you go out to the nurse or someone else and complain. And they're like, oh, you're just crazy, you know? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like of course, they're particular. They have OCD. Like, yeah. shut the hell up. Go back yeah. to bed. But, I mean, I kind of have a problem. Like, yeah, it was, everything is, like, pathological in the, in the like, examiner's opinion. But mm-hmm. also, if they're coming in and saying that they have these symptoms. I kind of get it because like you're coming in and saying like you went all the way here. Yeah. And made me like you said that you had a disorder. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of their job. Yeah. And then I don't exactly know what technology was like in the early seventies. Yes. That's another valid point. So I mean, specifically with mental disorders, um, you can't, it's not like strep throat where they shove that. Have you ever been tested for strep throat? Um, No, but I'd rather not. It's, I don't want to hear they what They take like. A, like a suave and they kind of shove it down the back of your throat yeah. and like, you know, eh, whisk around dry. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I always gag when they do it. Yeah, but, I would definitely. You know, they send it to a lab and then they test. Do you have strep throat or not? Yeah. You can't really do that with mental no. disorders. So I guess you do kind of have to take the person's word for word it. for yeah. It. yeah but one thing there is there are a lot of assessments now this is now i don't know how it was then there was there's also a lot less stigma now than there is Definitely. than there was then Definitely. but i know like the iq tests and stuff date back to the 19 like early 1900s i want to okay. say so there was like psychological testing was in the works at least at this point so i'm kind of surprised that there aren't any reports of anyone doing like an actual psychological assessment other than the first admission mm-hmm. like when they were first admitted and reported their symptoms other than that it seems like they didn't really go in depth and that was probably just common practice yeah. but i feel like there was more that could be done mm-hmm. to get like a better understanding definitely of them. moving on yes moving on <laughs> <laughs> we rambled it <laughs> way too long <laughs> but okay Yes. Do you want to go next? I'll, you yeah, go. I'll go ahead. Okay, we're just so, stumbling over ourselves. Like we said, these patients were taking in same normal life. They get admitted. They say they hear voices, these three different um, words, empty, hollow, and thud. All of them get diagnosed with schizophrenia, except one who got diagnosed with, what was it? I um, actually don't know. I just know that all but one were diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah, the other one was like manic disorder or something. Okay. Manic depressive psychosis. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Yep. 
So actually, that brings up a valid point that I thought about when I was researching this. I, like, if someone, now, I'm not a clinical psychologist. Um, <laughs> yeah, But if someone came to me and said they were hearing voices and they're only, like, all they heard were empty, hollow, and thud, I would definitely lean more towards some kind of psychotic depression mm-hmm. than schizophrenia. Yeah. I feel like the, the fact that all but one were diagnosed with schizophrenia is kind of odd yeah like it seems like a misdiagnosis especially considering immediately after they were they exhibited no symptoms so it wasn't like the hallucinations were really that prevalent right so yeah that's something no i agree um yeah because i would feel like schizophrenia specifically would be more in your life constantly exactly and it wouldn't be repeating like right. repeating the same three words. Yeah. It would be more like, I believe it's much more like abstract and kind of yeah. like it ties more into your environment. Yeah. Like it changes with your environment. Yeah, exactly. The length of hospitalization ranged from seven days at the lowest all the way up to 52. And okay, I'm kind of backtracking here because I skipped some stuff. Mm-hmm. But the patients were told, like going into it, they were told like... You're going to be in there for however long it yeah. takes you to get out. So basically, like, you're you're on your own devices. Oh, really? Now, like, just whatever happens, happens. Uh-huh. Like, you'll get out when you get out. Yeah. Um. So, but when they were all released, they were released with a diagnosis of schizophrenia in remission. Okay. So they were never, at no point, were any of these people looked at as oh you were actually fine the whole time yeah no like, one once they ever... had the label it was it that's it yeah no one ever realized that they were being conned yeah they're yeah. just like oh um yeah i guess you're you're uh you're not experiencing it right now yeah right <laughs> like it's you've been here for 52 days now and right. you haven't shown any more symptoms <laughs> but you're probably still schizophrenic <laughs> and at one point in the study I can't remember if it were... Yeah, it was while they were still in there. Mm-hmm. The, um, I guess, Rosenhan or somebody went to the hospital staff in at least three of the hospitals. I'm not sure if it was all of them. Yeah. But they told them, like, you have pseudo-patients. Like, there's, yeah. there's people in here who are not actually mentally unwell. Right. He goes to these different institutions and he says he's warning at least one of these pseudo-patients... Um, maybe at your institution or being sent to your institution. 83 new patients were believed by at least one staff member to have, um, to be faking, to be one of his pseudo patients. 83. And none of them. And none of them (laughs) were the actual None of them actually were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Once he, they consulted him, they, I guess they called him up. They said, Hey, we found 83 of your patients here. He was like, it's like, uh, <laughs> you casted out the biggest net and didn't catch any of them. That's amazing. Like how like, many I patients send, were in there? I didn't send one yet. Right. 83. 83. And I think that's what Rosenhan was really trying to get at. It's like, no one can really, at this point in time, no one can diagnose these patients they're just kind of being societally told that you are crazy. Yeah. And if you're ever 
being labeled as crazy, everything you do is seen as crazy. Right. One thing that I thought was really funny is that some of the um like some of the actual patients in there be all like hush hush and be like you are checking up on the hospital like you're not oh, a real patient really? you are you're a spy essentially wow. like why are you here yeah <laughs> and and they like they managed to kind of, of brush it off and be like no <laughs> like i'm sick um <laughs> But yeah, so that's funny that some, like, the real patients were more aware, I guess, because they're not in that frame of mind. Right. That, right. Yeah. That's what you and Lauren said, uh, especially Lauren. She says she can kind of relate with other people who are depressed. Yeah. Or kind of see tendencies of depression within other people. Right. You're more, like, aware of it herself, I guess. So, yeah. So, I guess when you're um, in these psychiatric institutions, you you know who's who out there exactly like, yeah. yeah yeah when you're really in it yeah. like first but the nurses in the and the doctors however just can't yeah seem to because they're just i guess disconnected they yeah. just don't view themselves on the same existence exactly. or on the same level yeah which, yeah wow fascinating yeah fascinating. so moral of the story is if you want reliable diagnoses then have the patients do it yeah yeah <laughs> new idea that, for my mental hospital yeah. that I'm opening. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we should open one up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so I believe that's all of the rundown yeah. covered. Of the study. Now, yes. we want to kind of get into... What, what the hell this, this means. Yeah, why, why would this man even attempt to do this? Yeah. So one we kind of already said was that... These institutions need to do a better job of understanding what these disorders are and making sure that they're putting the right people in these institutions. Exactly. I do believe that that's something that has gotten better, like in current times. But mm-hmm. the the assessment process at the time was virtually non-existent. Yeah. Um, the only thing they were brought in on was self-report. Right. And it kind of goes on to show like, like the societal stigma that was there at the time of Definitely. mental illness and how it it stuck with them. Like they're permanently, had they been real patients who didn't have pseudonyms, the fact that they went in there one time with the, with such minimal symptoms, right. they ended up with a label yep. of schizophrenia that would stick with them for their entire life. Yep. And like every time their records got pulled, anytime something happened, they would be schizophrenic and they would look everything they do would be looked at right in a completely different view. Right. And like we said, that that doesn't just stop at these institutions. That no. is, I guess, human nature within it. Like I said, anytime Lauren shakes her leg, I'm like, what are you anxious about? Yeah. It's if just, you know, yeah, and it, it's it, the same like if an employer were to have access to that. Exactly. The second point that I wanted to note was that many of these patients took notes, like we said, of the within the institution how are they were treated by the nurses how are they treated by the other people what was it like altogether a lot of them reported the nurses were being very distant mm. or being very abusive towards these patients yeah so that's another aspect that this is, uh study brings is that these institutions that are supposed to be rehabilitating and working with these mentally disturbed people trying to make them help them and function in society or have entertaining lives it's not 
so good. Yeah, and it's kind of like, in this case, I kind of, I'm not sure, I think I saw this from somewhere else, but it's kind of like this mental institution was more of like a daycare. Exactly. Like, a, like we'll just put them all here and we'll make sure they don't die, yeah. but we're not really going to do anything to like address their issues and actually yeah. like look at them as people who can like change i know you don't really watch movies too much but i've seen uh i've seen one <laughs> <laughs> uh the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest i've not no? seen that <laughs> but that, it's that like an old one yeah it's an older oh, okay. one but uh yeah just uh these portrayals of these mental institutions in within media and within film and yeah. television stuff like that they're not good I think that's no. a reflection of that these institutions are not helping the patients that they're admitting. Yeah. Now, I don't want to speak for all institutions, but I do believe a good majority of these institutions are not actually setting out to do exactly what they are wanting to do or intend to right. do. There was like a ton of mental institutions. It was like, oh, it was when tuberculosis was like breaking out mm -hmm. and then they turned those facilities into mental institutions. Okay. But they developed such a horrible reputation because, like, people were beaten, like, sprayed with hoses yeah. and everything. So now that's why they, like, they developed such a bad reputation. And I'm, like, I'm assuming those practices kind of carried over, probably Definitely. not to the same extent. Yeah, not to the same but, extent. But um, they were still carrying over, certainly, when this study was done. But that's why there's so many abandoned mental facilities. Like, I know there's one at least one in relative proximity to us. And yeah, I know there's over like, in a lot more. Yeah. 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 It's supposed so. to be very haunted. I know. I but remember, they apparently don't let you I remember driving <laughs> around it and uh, a security officer followed me <laughs> you and didn't even asked me to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we know. I didn't even there. want to go in. I just wanted to look at it. Yeah. But I mean, it is right by a police station. So yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure people like go in there to smoke crack and whatever, <laughs> but we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. A third point is that mental illness is kind of a subjective, like it's, it's subjective yeah. because what's one person's normal is one person's like abnormal. Definitely. I so, think that's a common theme on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. I kind of agree to the point that you brought up. Did these doctors do anything wrong or did they have someone come in, they're reporting voices in their head. Why would it ever come up to them? Well, maybe he's lying. Why would a sane person come exactly. into a mental institution, lie, right, just to be admitted? Yeah, it doesn't, like, that doesn't make sense. If they wasted their time thinking about that with every patient, it's not worth it to them yeah. to think, are they faking it? Because right. why would someone do that? Yeah. Yeah, that is a valid point. That's the thing, like, with this study, there's that caveat of, mm. like, these people came in with the goal of getting admitted to a mental hospital so right. like what you know kind of what did you expect exactly yeah i mean you could i know what he told them to say was very minimal but i mean you could probably lie to a great extent and be admitted for a while you yeah know, you could oh yeah go you, in there. You, if you kept up the like the symptoms yeah yeah you could like live there full time right like <laughs> fuck around oh and get God. a new get a new house <laughs> right exactly oh my God. If maybe I'm one ever... summer you and right, me should exactly. just <laughs> pull up at shepherd's pratt just be like hey hey i'm fucked yeah up. <laughs> 
one Ooh, final point I just want to talk about. I think Lauren may get upset with me. Ooh, Sorry, go for it. maybe you should have been on the podcast. Ooh, you know? roast Shouldn't the got fuck out sick. of her. She's not going to talk to you for days. <laughs> Shit. But <laughs> I like that mental health is becoming more well aware. An issue that I possibly see, especially in a society, a capitalist society Ooh. like ours, I think it is profitable for these therapists and uh what is it psychiatrists Psychiatrists, especially psychiatrists in my opinion yeah to diagnose people so they can be on drugs yeah or even if they're not on drugs at least or be admitted to a hospital being admitted like full time right like in yes inpatient right is not cheap no like at all no at not all. at all and if you don't have insurance that covers it even if you do they're still getting paid by the insurance company exactly so they don't care either way exactly. they're either more likely to get paid if you have insurance the issue i have with all these psych majors and these uh <laughs> <Roast> therapists <me>. <laughs> <laughs> is that i feel like if they don't like someone they're like oh well they just they're just depressed with their life or yeah. they just have yeah. an anxiety right like Everyone has a mental disorder. Yeah, to, that to is true. Some people. I do believe everyone should be mentally checked out through therapy. Yeah. But I also think it is an issue diagnosing everyone, which could lead to people being on medication that doesn't necessarily need to be on medication. Yeah. We were talking earlier about ADHD has been spiking recently. Right. And for what reason? For like what reason? What, what changed? Now, a lot of people put blame onto the school system. Sure. I can definitely get behind that, but I also believe there is, you know, external motivation within the psychiatry and the pharmaceutical industry being like, well, if we just say these hyperactive kids need to be put on Adderall, Adderall, Vyvanse, whatever, whatever, then we can make a whole bunch of money. Exactly. And, but even if it is an issue with the school system that's causing these people to have symptoms of ADHD. Mm -hmm then that's not an issue that should be addressed via medicating. Right. That's an issue that should be addressed via changing the school system. Right. So, Because then you just will have kids who are more involved in education and have yeah. a, like, it'll, it'll be a more rewarding experience and they won't have to depend on Definitely. an outside yeah. substance. So I, I don't want to go into it saying, like, kind of a tangent. Oh, if you have a... If you have a mental disorder, you should just hide it and try to deal with it yourself. That's not no. what I'm saying. If it is troubling you, you should go see someone. Yeah. If you do have a chemical imbalance in your brain, definitely get on medication. I mean, it's. I've seen my it girlfriend in some on cases. and off medication. Yeah. Her on medication is way better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> way better. But all I'm saying is that I don't like a world that is all on medication run by yes by pharmaceutical companies because if everyone's on medication then something's wrong exactly something else is pro- exactly problem. have you read that one book i think it's a, a brave new world no i have not i believe our old psychology teacher shout out miss few oh one, she said it was one of her favorite books and she actually sees a world like that happening basically all these people are just on happy pills all the time oh yeah, yeah. the world kind of turns to shit behind that Uh, you know everyone just is like oh it's fine that the world is shit i'll just take my meds and like be fine you know yeah i think it's a dystopian future where 
the government is giving the citizens these drugs and everything to make life painless, take out all the bad parts of life. Okay. Just so that they don't, you know, cause an uproar against the government. Yeah. That's kind of like the same concept as someone who's like addicted to like, I don't know, anything. Is that like they'll have such a gradual decline in existing, but they're okay as long as they get their like fix. Because to them, it's not that big of an issue. Like their life is fine as long as they're in that altered state of mind. Mm-hmm. That sounds. I would need to read this book now. Yeah, sounds very interesting. So, but what's the catch? <laughs> the catch is that this one person realizes what the government's up to. You know, stops taking these okay. drugs and staying away from the the good part of yeah. life to realize how kind of messed up the system is as a whole okay and basically it's kind of i guess their realization of their hollow existence or yes. their meaningless uh, existence yeah yeah it's i'm not trying to say that no one should go to therapy but i it, it's good if you want to go like if you I don't know. Like, if you want to go, by all means. Right. Because I think anyone can improve upon themselves. Right. But you shouldn't be forced to go, except in some cases people should be forced to go. Right. Yeah. You know? But I think it falls anywhere in between the spectrum. I don't think no one has mental disorders. Right. But They're... I also don't think everyone has a mental yeah. disorder. Yeah. You know? And even in a normally mentally healthy person, there could still be some aspects that exactly. aren't. Yeah. So I think, you know... The happy medium is somewhere in between those two and extremes. The same thing with like it's not just mental health that kind of has a problem with that as well. If there are so many doctors are so quick to like throw cholesterol and blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. Like they give that shit out like it's nineteen ninety nine. Really, I didn't know that. But like if someone has like you know high cholesterol, they're more likely to say here's this medication rather than have that person like make a dietary change. Right. And this is I will grant you that this is also because people don't want to give up fucking cheeseburgers. Like, people aren't <laughs> gonna do that. So I get I get it. There's a point. Yeah, there are a lot of cases where i don't feel that medication is necessary that you could just deal with like like you could just have a behavioral change and be fine like just eat better and then you won't have to be on this pill like most people are happy with just taking a pill i guess yeah so that's part of it is the easy way out um but i know lauren's therapist shout out linda linda does tell her to uh you know, make sure you're still living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Just because you're on this medication, you're still going to feel bad if you don't exercise, right. if you don't, if you eat like shit. It's not um, just a cure-all, like, exactly. immediately. You still yeah. have to put in the hard in the work. work. It just makes it a little bit easier to, to put live. in the work. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a helping hand. Yeah. All right. Um. Hopefully, I didn't do too bad. No, I thought this time. I mean, maybe when I listen to it back, I'll be like, wow. Wow, that he was, was terrible. Um, it was kind of a last minute substitution, you know? Yeah. They called me off the bench. They said, it's your time. <laughs> and I got rocked. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, you <laughs> they were knocking home runs off me rocked. left and right. Um, it was a. So I kind of threw it together, piece together, yeah. but hopefully, still enjoyable. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Know? Or you guys will never hear this because maybe, I'll be so embarrassed. Maybe. I would run it by Lauren first. Right. Maybe she, yeah. If she ever comes out of that room, email yeah. it to her. Yep. Slide, slide the laptop under the door and say, hey, listen to this. <laughs> I just want to shout out our 
social media pages, specifically our Instagram, because that's the one that's kind of popping off right now. That is at off our meds, all lowercase, at Instagram, off our meds on Instagram. We're trying to get our Facebook and our Twitter page coming up. Twitter, our meds podcast, Facebook, off our meds podcast. Go there, subscribe, like, comment, and watch whatever y'all do. Yeah. And I'll try too. Great. All right. So we'll see you guys next (laughs) week. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. See you. The Off Our Meds Podcast.